Snippet. The short podcast platform. I am your humble narrator. I expect that everyone is on tenterhooks since the last week's suspense and unresolved ending. Poetry professor Brian E. Keaton, passing through the Pacific Northwest, relying on the technical supremacy of his modern automobile. Fine timing, too, during the storm of the century. At the first, the townspeople appeared eminently hospitable. But appearances can be deceiving and deadly. Who or what will be the guide to the professor as he journeys to the center of and aims to unravel the conundrum of Cora Bay? Part two, when gold and Gemma dawn plow. I don't understand it. He just melted away, like cheap molder's clay. How can that be? Oh, Bucket, would that bark could solve all our problems. Look, we're back at our temporary abode. Let's get out of the rain. Surely one of our new friends can explain this bedlam. Sonia? The good doctor? Perhaps an unknown third member of Clan Shattersand? Where could they be? Could. No! Unthinkable! But, could they have melted into clay slurry like Mac? What's going on in here? Were you raised in a barn or a cavern? Fix the door shut or you'll turn the house into the Puget Sound! Sonia! Oh, thank creation, Sonia! You didn't melt! I'll show you a melt, mister, if you paint our Persian a new shade of brown! It appears my houseguest manners have escaped me, but I assure you it's only due to the fear and confusion around what I have just witnessed. This is coming from the man who hides under furniture when there's thunder. There is a much graver concern than thunder. It's the mess that is Mac. Mac? The mechanic? A mess? A shoot straight. Mac messed. No, he, uh, uh, he became a mess. He melted a mess. He, 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 he melted away before my very eyes. You may want to get your eyes checked then, Longfellow. People most certainly don't just melt away. If you're so confident in the mechanics of the human body, come see for yourself. And then Mac just melted away in front of me. Not like a man with bone and viscera, but an oily, smudgy discharge like... Which one of you two boys is the poet again? He melted right over here. Everything's been washed out. You don't say. You left the door open. Look at this. Everything's soaked. Mac's going to be livid when he comes back. Unless he reformulates into a corporal being, he's not going to be livid about anything. 
Reformulation? Corporal beings? All I see here is a poet with an overactive imagination and a shallow indoor lake. There must be some shred of evidence to convince you it is indeed not my overactive imagination. I take that as a compliment, by the way. Easy fella, don't wreck shop. He probably just stepped out or is working in the back room. Uh, the, uh, the back room? See, Mac does work in back. Repairs? In back? That's right. So maybe instead of melting into mud, he's tinkering with the Marconi. Oh, I'm sorry I became so agitated, but... Uh... Now that's all right. Let's just head back there and have a look-see. All right, then. I will just open this door here. The door to the back. Use my hand to open the door. Presently, the door will be... You're not afraid, are you? Of course I am. I mean, I... Look out! Bucket! No, boy! Get your dog under control! He's not really my dog, and fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Are you sure we should... Ah, fine! Come here, boy. No dogs allowed. What's wrong, boy? Oh, come here. It's all right now. Something spooked you good. Yes, dreadfully. But I think I'm... I was talking to your dog. Oh, I understand, but the ownership issues of that dog have yet to be... Uh, shh! Do you hear that? Hear what? Shh! Is that... It sounds like singing. Over here. There's a Victrola here, wrapped in a blanket inside a box. So perhaps Mac was manifesting symptoms of madness before he descended into mudness. With the hay and the home, the wind and the rain, when that I was and a little tiny Listen. boy. With the hay and the home, the wind and the rain, when that I was and a little tiny boy. Why would Mac prank us like this? I recognize that verse. Don't go flying off the handle again. Here, I'll stop the wreck. Look here, in this typewriter. Dear Professor Keaton, we are pleased to offer you a position in the fall here at... Whoa, be tied! What's this letter offering you a teaching position doing here in Mac's shop? And why are you hiding under furniture again? I can answer your second question, Sonia, by directing you to your first question. Whoa! For crying out loud, you come down with shell shock every time there's a storm cloud. You must have experienced weather primarily through poetry. Rubbish, the clouds! What matter of cloak and dagger brought me here? You said it yourself. How on earth could a copy of my job letter from Lagosian University be in this godforsaken hamlet that I never even planned to stop in? What is our friend Brian to make of Sonia Shattersand? Erstwhile ally or eventual adversary? And whatever is the modern American household to make of the increasingly frigid, lengthy winter season? When old man winter comes a-knocking at your front door, you need reliable coal in your furnace. 
you need to rely on Cole Green, the only home heating product with a distinctive green coating. Cole Green's trademark emerald hue guarantee you the genuine product providing proper warmth to your family today. On a cold Christmas morning, you can rely on Cole Green. And now we rejoin the professor along with the loyal lapdog and the intriguing ingenue as they plunge deeper into the unknown. All right, Professor, try to get your humors in a line. Listen to the sound of my voice. Your voice? That's right. Come out from under that table. Good. Now, I might not be ready to resort to outright hysterics like you are, but I can't deny the strangeness any longer. What can we do? Can we find your father? Him? <laughs> He's probably out there collecting data, as he calls it. Last time there was a storm, I caught him climbing a 50-foot tree with a lightning rod. That sounds awfully dangerous. Especially to my patients. No. No, we need to go out to Augie's. Augie's? Mayor Argenbar Abernathy. His family has been here for generations. He and Terry Ogawa own the Big Apple Orchard. Can we safely attempt this journey on foot? It's not far. And look, out the window, the rain's letting up. Looks like I got your dog's endorsement. Let's go. Wait for me. Don't leave me alone. This way. Please, slow, if my shoes dampen. All right. There, you see? The storm's fizzling out. That's true. And even if road agents took your car, and even if Mac is... Uh, well. Even if both those things, Mayor Augie can still find a way to get you up to Portland by Monday. I appreciate your reassurance greatly, Sonia, but... Oh, but what? Mister. I've never been to Lagosian University before. I saw a photograph once, but... I don't follow? Max Typewriter had a copy of my job letter from Lagosian University, a school that I have never actually seen. What are you suggesting? What if I've been lured here somehow for some reason? <laughs> Why would someone lure a poetry professor? To what end? Why all the hush-hush and hokey-pokey? I don't know, but something just doesn't feel right. Look, that's Mayor Augie's place down there. Don't get mopey. I'm not aiming to be mopey. I got news for you. You're walking through the main attraction here. Apple orchards. And see over there? That's Terry's place. He makes apple donuts and delivers them for everyone in town. So if this can't wipe that frown off your mug... You didn't see what happened to Mac, the way he... Let's not fixate on that. Say, you got any poems about apples? People write poems about all kinds of things, right? Hmm. When Cupid's bow shot an apple of his eye, when love doth shine as Venus of the sky, when you wake, beg of her for remedy. That's dandy. Did you write that? No, no. That's Shakespeare. We're here. I think I can see Mayor Augie inside. Hurry! Wait for me! Hello? Augie? It's me, Sonia. Uh, Sonia Shattersand. Sonia, sweetheart. Come in from the rain. 
Augie! So good to see you. But why walk over here during a storm? Well, I... Sonia, don't leave me! Uh, Sonia, there's a strange man following you with his dog. That's what I'm here for. I'm not strange. We have a, a waylaid motorist here. A car driver? Sonia, sweetheart, you weren't kidding about strange. We should probably take this to Mac. I can't find Mac, and this fella says that when he went to see Mac earlier, he... Say no more. When the storm clears, I'll telephone Mr. Earl. Augie, who's Mr. Earl? Telephone Mr. Earl. Oh, no. No, no, no. Augie, can you hear me? Step back a little, Sonia, and mind your shoes. Augie, for crying out loud, are you okay? Telephone Mr. You see, Sonia, this is what happened to Mac. He was no man. I've visited Augie almost every day for years now. I just hugged him. What are you saying? These are not real people. Some kind of earthen facsimile. Clay and wax and water. No. No, that's impossible. The storm is back. No, look out the window. It's... You listeners might never have to face a storm like this one. But keeping a drafty home warm is perhaps a greater challenge. Oh no! Is that Brandex home heating coal product? With its lack of paint and its lack of safety particulates? No family should explode just because they were pinching pennies! Telephone your local switchboard to locate the nearest coal green distributor, and be sure to mention this radio advertisement for a nine-tenth cent rebate per gross ton. And now, we rejoin the professor. Head thrust skyward. Sky, what's happening? Everything's being torn away. It's melting like Mac and Augie. The trees, all the orchards. This whole town. Look, it's Terry, the other orchard owner. He's not fake. Sonia! Brian! How does he know my name? Terry! Terry, it's horrible! First Mac melted, then Mayor, and now the whole world! It's your father, Sonia! One of his experiments! I was fretted he could hurt himself, but something like this? Like this? What manner of this is this? This is all impossible! We don't have time to argue! Come, quick, to the fruit cellar! The fruit cellar? How will that be enough protection from- The cellar is real sturdy, and I've added this heavy iron door! How could iron protect us from the world being torn apart? And how do you know my name? There's no time! Quick! Wait, what about you? I have to shut the door behind you! When the storm clears, you can use that counterweight to open it! But Terry, the storm! Look for the packet! The packet? What did he mean by that? I came here in a Packard. It's stranded outside the town. Oh, it's okay. Come here, boy. It's dark. Where are you, boy? I'm right here. I was talking to your dog. I was just confirming my position in the darkness. Do you think Terry left a light for us? Let's just hunker down. We can go back in a few hours after the storm clears. Storm clears? I saw something worse than a storm up there. It looked like the end of days. It might well be. Might well be? Well, it could take a while. It's never ended before, now has it? 
How did I end up here? I could have stopped at an all-night diner. Hot fudge Sunday. At least your dog is calming down. I'm calm. Very calm. I'm as constant as the Northern Star. Come sit down here next to me and your dog. All right. Oh, tough concrete. Get some rest. In the morning, we can find my father and get to the bottom of this. Well, whatever this business is. Yeah, so we can steal ourselves anew against the... Hey! Hey for horses! Sleeve of care, huh? Oh, I only just fell asleep for a moment when... It's been hours. I think the storm stopped. Means door opening time. Maybe we should discuss the... Here she goes! No caution! After all we've seen! See? Everything is fine. Quit admiring the construction and climb up out of there already. My heart leaps up when I behold a rainbow in the sky. Look! A car! Pack? I think that's my Packard. How did Terry get it here? There's a note. What does Terry say? Dear Sonia and Brian, if you're reading this, then I led you into my fruit cellar on the night of Saturday the 18th, September 1937. Why would he mention the date and... How does he know my name? This might be difficult to believe at first, but if you are indeed reading this letter, then you are reading it on the morning of Friday the 17th, September 1937. The day after yesterday is the day before yesterday? How can he possibly advance that notion? I know that this is all hard to believe, but I need your help. Help him? How? What does he say? I need you to help me stop your father from... from bringing about the end of the world. The end? The end of the world? That's actually what we saw. Your father was... ending the world? Your friend, Terry Ogawa. I am sure many of you out there listening at home have wished to relive a day before. But surely not. The day the world ended. And surely not two days. To the morning before we even met him. Trapped with a temperamental and tempestuous temptress. Can the professor ever hope to untangle the... Conundrum of Cora Bay. I'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Cold Green Home Heating Product. Cold Green, the preferred method of family warming by athletes, movie stars, and Sean Q. Public. Tune in your set to this station in precisely one week's time to discover the secrets of the next installment. Has the professor really been thrust backwards through the flow of time itself? Is the world really in danger of ending? Could the Professor's Packard even run as well as the day he bought it? You'll have to wait until next week to find out. Don't worry, we'll be waiting for you. <laughs>
This has been a work of fiction produced by Snippet in Orange County, California. Story written by Eric Lambden and edited by Jonathan Katz, with appearances in this episode from Keith Barbaria, Aaron McGee, Monica Pena, Kevin Harries, and Casey Wayman. Original music, sound design, and editing by Jonathan Rock. Executive production from Tyler Russell and Steph Weaver-Weinberg. Find more episodes and other short shows you'll love at snippet.fm.